Ruoff Mortgage wants to welcome you home with their fast and stress-free mortgage process. Ruoff knows that when you're ready to move, you want to keep things moving. From the moment you start, Ruoff makes sure the process moves quickly, often twice as fast as other lenders, so you can close quickly and settle in sooner. Visit Ruoff.com to learn how you can qualify for the fastest loan of your life. That's Ruoff, R-U-O-F-F dot com. NASCAR season is here, and everyone on the Toyota racing team is doing their part to perform at the highest level. From driver Ty Gibbs to amateur musician Russell Viper, who's working on the perfect pre-race pump-up track for the team. Start those Camrys up! Yeah! To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live. Off of turn number two for the final time here at the Auto Club Speedway, the Lucas Oil Chevrolet and Kyle Busch behind the wheel. Out front by 25 car lengths over Chase Elliott. Looks to the outside of the slower car of Chase Briscoe. Kyle Busch can see the checkered flag from here. His first win came here. His 61st win will come here at the Auto Club Speedway for Kyle Busch. New driver, new organization combination, and it turns out to be a winning combination as Kyle Busch has scored the win in the Paula Casino 400. Great day for us. Great day for RCR, ECR, um, everybody on this number eight team. I can't thank Richard and Judy enough. I can't thank uh, Austin enough for being a great teammate, giving me a call, um, and allowing me to come over here and be a part of this organization. NASCAR Live is brought to you by Toyota. For the latest Toyota racing information, visit toyotaracing.com. From the MRN Studios in Concord, North Carolina, here is your host, Mike Bagley. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley and the entire MRN crew here with you as the West Coast Swing rolls on. Last weekend, we were in the Inland Empire region of Southern California, and now we make the move over to the desert of Las Vegas and the Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Coming up on the show this week, we'll give you a backtrack from Sunday's final Cup Series race on the two-mile oval at the Auto Club Speedway. Also, we'll speak with the winner of the Paula Casino 400. Kyle Busch will stop by. We're going to go inside the world of betting in NASCAR as we head to Sin City this weekend. Kurt Busch, a Las Vegas native, will join us to talk life after retirement and his new role at 2311 Racing. And we'll preview the racing weekend action in Las Vegas that's coming up with the Pennzoil 400 race weekend. But first, Kyle Rickey is here with a check of the latest headlines. Kyle, what do you have for us? Mike, a handful of drivers will be doing double duty this weekend at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. With no surprise, Kyle Busch will be competing in all three national touring events at his home racetrack. Cup regular Tyler Reddick is driving the number 24 car for Sam Hunt Racing during Saturday's Alsco Uniforms 300, while fellow NASCAR Cup Series driver Ross Chastain will be back in the truck series behind the steering wheel of the number 41 truck for Nice Motorsports. Friday night's Victoria's Voice Foundation 200 has a loaded lineup. Not only are Bush and Chastain competing in the event, two full-time Xfinity drivers were recently announced to enter the race as well. Kaz Grala and John Hunter Nemechek will both drive trucks for Tricon Garage, Grala in the number one, and Nemechek in the number 17. 
And the entry list for 2023's edition of the 24 Hours of Le Mans has been released, and the Garage 56 entry is officially part of the event. The collaborative effort between Hendrick Motorsports, NASCAR, Chevrolet, and Goodyear had been awaiting its official invite for the event. For the 100th running of the Endurance event on June 10th and 11th, driving the 24 car for the contingent will be Jimmy Johnson, Mike Rockenfeller, and Jensen Button, as Ricky Taylor has been slated as the backup driver. Mike? Thank you, Kyle. Coming up, Kyle Busch took home his first victory as a driver for Richard Childress Racing. We'll listen back to his victory at Auto Club, and later Kyle will sit down with us to discuss his 61st win in the NASCAR Cup Series. Buying a house can feel like you're going 200 miles per hour in bumper-to-bumper traffic with a dirty windshield and the sun in your eyes. Ruoff Mortgage has the technology, expert staff, and resources to simplify the process while speeding up the time it takes to get clear to close. So while getting a loan can seem intimidating, Ruoff Mortgage will have you opening the door to your new home fast and stress-free. Visit Ruoff.com to learn more. That's Ruoff.com. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Sunday was the grand finale for the two-mile oval at Auto Club Speedway in Fontana, California, as the NASCAR Cup Series raced one final time at the current configuration of that Southern California track. Let's go through the final 200 circuits with another edition of a NASCAR Live Backtracks. Misty May trainer, three-time Olympic gold medalist in beach volleyball on top of the flag stand, waiting to get the signal to put this race under the green flag. The Paula Casino 400 field now getting closer and closer to the line. Green flag goes in the air, and we're racing at Auto Club Speedway of Southern California. Double for Kyle Larson, back straight away, was in a battle with Christopher Bell off of turn number two. That car has suddenly slowed and is on the apron of the racetrack. Temperature right now, 45 degrees outside, but no snow. That's the good news. The other good news, green flag is back in the air, and Chastain is gone. The battle will be for second behind him. Here they come into uh, turn one for the first time. That gap is gone for Ross Chastain as Alex Bowman just buries the throttle on the bottom side through turns one and two, and Joey Logano's going to go up the middle. They are three wide for the top spot off of turn two. Trouble down the back straightaway. One car is completely sideways. Lots of white smoke, and it looks like he's going to come to a stop with out hitting the inside wall and so much smoke I can't pick up a number on the car but it went completely sideways right just before the middle of the back straightaway. Brad Keselowski, the driver who made the spin up off of turn number two in that big cloud of smoke off the second corner. That Castro Edge Ford Mustang was racing alongside Corey LaJoy. Not sure if there was contact or not. Blaney in one, out one, and he leads under the caution flag. A penalty being handed out by NASCAR. Kyle Busch busted for speeding here on lap number 43. Ross Chastain, Daniel Suarez, a year ago proved that uh, they were going to be players in this series and contended for a championship late in the season. It looks like they've stepped up their program even more here in 2023, just a couple of races in, and they're now leading here early at the Auto Club Speedway. Well said, Kyle Ricky. 
Trackhouse Racing put their foot on the throttle and they never lifted. And right now they are leading here on lap number 54. Trackhouse Racing, Ross Chastain, Daniel Suarez go 1-2 at the moment. There comes Ryan Blaney cutting that advantage nearly in half from a lap ago on Ross Chastain. But it appears he's not going to have the time to get there. Chastain into turn three, leads by five car lengths. Or will Blaney closing in to within four car lengths in turn four? Lap number 64. Five about to go into the record book. Ross Chastain would like to lead it and pick up his second stage win of the year, and he'll do exactly that. Chastain won a stage uh, last week in Daytona. He's going to get the stage win here this afternoon at Auto Club. So it should have been a track house Chevrolet front row one, two. Chastain and Suarez. Not so fast. Daniel Suarez busted for speeding. Ross Chastain leads under caution on lap number 70. Green flag goes back in the air. Denny Hamlin on the bottom side of Ross Chastain, who works outside lane. They funnel off to turn one. Denny Hamlin gets a little help, a little push there from Joey Logano. That propels him to the top spot. Logano rides in that middle groove. To his left elbow is Kyle Busch. Almost three wide to the top spot. Busch on the move. Ross Chastain into line in position number four. The front half of the field Trouble, singles it looks out. Like it might be A.J. Allmendinger in a spin. It is A.J. Allmendinger, and he's going to make contact with the inside retaining wall. He got sideways right in the middle of the backstretch and tried to lock up all four tires, but just simply could not get the car stopped and hit the inside retaining wall with the front end of the machine. We had one problem here for Martin Truex Jr. Going to bring him back down. The left front tire did not get secured on the race car. Now, the tire's still on as he makes his way around, but they're going to have to bring him back down the pit lane. Also, slow stop once again for Ryan. And Blaney had a little problem again on the right front of that race car and getting the that lug nut, that single lug off, so they're going to lose a couple more spots on this in the pit road. Green flag goes back in the air, and there's contact. Ty Dillon goes around. Eric Almirola's in the crash. Ryan Blaney's in the mix. Ryan Priest is crashing as well. Christopher Bell gets a big chunk of it. This happened late in the Geico restart zone, and the Geico restart zone is expanded for these first five races, giving the race leader is also known as the control car Todd the opportunity to get on the throttle sooner rather than later and that really bunched everybody up already off of turn number four race leader Ross Chastain trying to do exactly what he did in stage number one and that's steal the victory he's going to do it easily here in stage two Chastain across the line green and white checkered flag is out and he won stage one he backs it up he wins stage two Kyle Busch is going to come across the line second Joey Logano third Kevin Harvick fourth Daniel Suarez, the top five cars across the start-finish line here on lap 130. As the green flag goes back in the air, Kevin Harvick, the race leader from the outside lane, tries to get away from Kyle Busch. The California boy, Kevin Harvick, tries to lead the field into turn one. It's not going to happen as Ross Chastain gives Kyle Busch the boot. So Kyle Busch gets pushed into the top spot. Kevin Harvick goes to second. They're side-by-side to third. Ross Chastain and Joey Logano. Boy, it is on right now. Ross Chastain with a power move going into one. Kyle Busch retaliates with a big time move off two. And how about this? Three wide at the line. Logano virtually in the grass as he goes to the apron. Kyle Busch has finally pulled the trigger down to the inside of Ross Chastain. Kyle Busch takes the lead. Here comes the crossover move from Chastain. And it might work side by side for the top spot off turn two. This is the longest green flag run of the entire race at 54 laps. Here's Kyle Busch. He'll slide by the start finish line. 
three laps to go here at Auto Club. Off of turn number two for the final time here at the Auto Club Speedway. The Lucas Oil Chevrolet and Kyle Busch behind the wheel. Out front by 25 car lengths over Chase Elliott. Looks to the outside of the slower car of Chase Briscoe. Kyle Busch can see the checkered flag from here. His first win came here. His 61st win will come here at the Auto Club Speedway for Kyle Busch. New driver, new organization combination, and it turns out to be a winning combination as Kyle Busch has scored the win in the Paula Casino 400. Let the celebration begin, Jason Toy. He just cued the radio and said, boys and girls, this is the first of many that we're going to have here for this team. Final win at this two-mile racetrack that's so special to you. Your career first win came here. Has to mean a little something extra special to walk out of here with a final trophy. It does, yeah. Thanks for bringing that up. I mean, I, I won the last one at Bristol before they tore it up in 2007, I think, and so this was really awesome to be able to win again here today. I love California. This California Speedway has always been great to me. It's always been a lot of fun to come out here. The fans are always awesome. There's a lot of Rowdy Nation out there, so I appreciate everybody being a part of what we got going on, and uh, I'm looking forward to celebrating with you all later. Congratulations. All right. I'm going to sneak over here and catch a word with the team owner. Richard, you're able to get this young man aboard your race car. I bet this is a happy day for you to validating your decision last year. It is. You know, it's great to uh, see Kyle go out here and win a race early, get him in a chase real early, and just proud to be part of it. This team today just did a great job on pit road. Randall made some great calls. Uh, old spotter up there, he's pretty good too. So we just had a great evening. I'm just so happy for Kyle and uh, everyone there. Ah, uh, yes, and at day's end, it was Kyle Busch celebrating in Ruoff Mortgage Victory Lane. Coming up, he'll join the show, and later, we'll experience the gambling side in the world of NASCAR. This NASCAR season, every member of the Toyota Racing Team is doing their part to take the trophy home. Like 6th grader Melissa Kowalski, who changes true to true X on every true-false quiz she takes. All my teachers are Martin Truex Jr. fans now. Keep up the great work, Melissa. To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Kyle Busch isn't new to winning on the NASCAR Cup Series. Sunday afternoon at Auto Club Speedway was his 61st Cup Series victory, but he is new to Richard Childress Racing. Sunday's trip to Victory Lane represented not just another win for Busch, but his first behind the wheel of the number eight Chevy Camaro for RCR a win that he believes is just the beginning for him and his new team. Kyle sat down with our Jason Toy following that triumphant weekend. Joining us now is the most recent winner of the NASCAR Cup Series and Kyle Busch picking up the big win at the Auto Club Speedway back over the weekend. And Kyle, first off, congratulations getting not only, uh, what, the 61st win and setting some records, which we'll talk about in a bit, but the first win for you uh, with RCR. Yeah, no, thank you. It was uh, certainly pretty awesome, you know, to be able to score that victory there with our Lucas Oil Camaro out in California. It was certainly a, a fast race car and felt really good from the very beginning. Uh, we worked on it all day long to try to continue to improve it and make it better. And man, we sure did. So, um, you know, we've, we've certainly had some really great runs this year so far, each place that we've been, which has been, um, you know, exceptionally exciting for me to, to go to the racetrack every week and, and have a shot. You know, you got new crew chief and Randall Burnett. You got new spotters with Derek. You got you, you got different sponsors every week too. 
you guys came out of the box at the at the uh, Coliseum, like you said, running very, very well. Did it surprise you a little bit how quickly you guys got the victory lane? Or was this, I mean, I know you, Kyle, you want to win every single time, but are you surprised how quick it happened? Um, I, yes and no. Uh, you know, I the, the eight car was fast at the Clash last year. Um, the Chevys have always been fast on super speedways. And so I, I expected to be quick there. And then, um, you know, ran way better than I thought actually with uh, with a backup car. So that was uh, that was pretty cool, you know, to be leading on lap 200 and mile marker 500 of the 500. Uh, unfortunately, it just wasn't the finish. But, uh, you know, for then getting to California, the eight car was super fast there as well last year. So they've they've been uh, really good and they've shown good speed. And I'm I'm excited for the prospects of the majority of the races that we're going to be able to go out there and continue what they built on last year. All right, fifth career win at Auto Club to close things out on the current configuration. Sixty-first uh, career win. You you broke a record uh, that w- Richard Petty held at eighteen with nineteen consecutive years of having a victory, which is fantastic. And then, of course, I thought the the one of the highlights because I got to talk to Kurt a little bit. He and I actually walked out from pit road after he saw you in victory lane. It was the combination of the brothers of the siblings picking up the most victories. You guys break that record at ninety-five. I mean, it was a record day for you. Yeah, no, it certainly is. It's um, a, a remarkable day and just a lot of cool uh, storylines that are on, you know, from that day and, and being able to pick up all of those different uh, those topics, you know. So really, really special to, to see Kurt there. And he was kind of emotional about it. So he was. I think he's getting a little softer in his old age, you know, <laughs> and um, yeah, it was not as cool as if he was out there racing or, or maybe it was a one, two or, you know, something where he was still going. But, um, you know, I, I got to carry the flag for the both of us for the foreseeable future, hopefully. And I can do that and uh, continue to knock down some more wins and get us further up and, and get us further ahead. When you say that and he and I were walking, I could see that glee in his eye. It's like it's like he was there when you got your first victory. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. No, it. It was a little bit reminiscent of that a little bit, you know, when I got my first win out there in California where, you know, the crew guys kind of came out and came to the front stretch and, um, you know, we all did some high fives and some chest bumps and whatever. And then, uh, you know, was able to carry the car over to victory lane. So uh, just a a special day all around and and exciting as well, too, with just the the future that we have with with RCR in the next few years and, you know, excited about all the. You know, you said sponsors changing weekly, which is great. You know, it's nice to have sponsors on the race car and. We've got some really good ones that are, um, you know, slated for the remainder of the year to keep continuing to get ourselves to the racetrack. So, you know, we've got a great group of those that we're excited about. You know, 3G at Daytona was so close to getting them that Daytona 500. And then, you know, Lucas Oil, Cheddar's is coming up, Alsco this weekend, Lenovo in Atlanta. So um, <laughs> about all of them we're going to have here in the next few months. I'll say the vinyl guys at the shop are staying busy. That's one thing about it. They will be anyway. (laughs) Yeah, you wrap a new car each week. So (laughs) You talked about Lucas Doyle, and it was one of the great things. I talked to Randall when you crossed that start-finish line with the win. Of course, Randall is excited to have the win. I looked down at the bottom of the stairs, and there's Brandon Bernstein and the crew from Lucas Oil. He had tears in his eye. This was a huge deal for a group like Lucas Oil. Yeah, nice. Um, You know, I got to meet those guys early on, and actually it's funny because you know, I was a bit of a, a Kenny Bernstein fan, no question, when I was a kid growing up. You know, I always loved to see the, uh, the the King of Beers car, the Budweiser car, racing down the drag strip in, in uh, the NHRA for years. And first guy to 300, first guy to 323, and, and setting the mark there for, for the early days. And 
my dad was a Mac Tool man. So him being a Mac Tool man, uh, Kenny Bernstein was always sponsored by Mac Tool. So he got to see Kenny a few times at some of the, the Mac Tool functions that he went to. And we got die cast signed by him, T-shirt signed <laughs> by him, all kinds of stuff. So to see Brandon, you know, I'm like, hey, man, you know, it's great to see you. You know, you're cool as well, um, you know. Uh, and I was straight up. I was like, but I loved your dad. And so you know, it was just neat to kind of share a little bit in that story and to have him being as excited to see me and and uh, for our race that day. It was really fun. You know, it's funny to hear you say that and you being a fan at that point, getting die cast signed and doing autographs, which you are signing now. But when you got out of that race card auto club, you know, in the past, it's always had the Kyle Busch fans and the Kyle Busch haters out there. There were a lot of cheers when you got out of that race car. Yeah, no, it's it's been really, um, you know, kind of an eye-opening experience, this whole thing. And, you know, just through all the the turmoil and everything of, of last year and, and all the unknowns and, and the question marks and everything kind of surrounding what was going to happen or where I was going to land and all that, to to making the announcement, to just kind of seeing the transition of, of fans and, and them getting to understand, you know, a little bit more of the full story of kind of everything that went down and, you know, we did that TV show uh, late last year, too. Uh, that was a lot of behind the scenes of everything going on. So, um, you know, people are just kind of siding with, um, you know, with with my story and the, the transition that I've had to go through and the ups and downs of, of my past few years. But uh, excited about being back and, and being at a team that that is ready to go out there and, and win races and and dominate and uh, get back to what they're all used to, to being. And, and that's up front winning races. All right, let's talk about winning some races. You get to go home this week. You got the Alsco Chevrolet having the colors on there. You go back to Las Vegas. I know how special it is for you. How do you think about going in this weekend? Well, um, yeah, I'm obviously excited about Sunday, but I've also got Saturday triple and header, Friday. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, it's going to be a triple header this weekend. Excited about getting back in the wheel, behind the wheel of the, um, you know, Zara's Transport KBM Chevrolet Silverado. And then, of course, I get a chance to work with a new group at uh, College Racing as well with, um, you know, our, our top golf. Um, actually, it's LA Golf. Let me get that right. LA Golf, <laughs> uh, you know, Camaro for Saturday. So it's just uh, a lot of new things, you know, going on and, and a lot of new people and a lot of new faces and trying to let everybody kind of in on how I go about business and what I do with, with how I, you know, go about my race day and all that. So it's getting them all up to speed. Kyle, before we let you go, I always got to ask you about the family. Samantha, I know, is doing well. Brexton looks like he's staying busy. You had a baby girl that you added in and, and Lennox, too. I know what changed you, how you changed when you came a dad that first time. How much did it change you becoming the dad of a girl this time? Yeah, yeah no, it's it's been amazing. Um, you know, obviously, uh, yeah, thanks. That They're all doing great. Uh, unfortunately, they weren't with me out in California this weekend. Um, you know, Brexton and Samantha and Lennox, they were all coming originally. We were going to spend the whole three weeks out there and then the weather just turned terrible and it was just going to be super cold, rainy, windy and snowy. We didn't really expect that. Uh, but Brexton's race that he was going to run, the quarter midget show got canceled. So they kind of stayed home and had another week at home, which was great because our schedule's pretty busy, busy enough already, especially with Brexton's racing being very busy as well. So, um, but we're all slated to jump in the airplane on Thursday. Brexton's uh, going to be racing a Bandolero out in, um, in Vegas this weekend at the Bullring, the track that I grew up racing at. And so it's exciting to be the third generation racer there at the Bull Ring for the Bush family. And, um, you know, that's also gonna, uh, Lennox is coming. So full family <laughs> will be there to cheer him on and, and hopefully we can go for a four-peat. 
I was going to say, how cool is that now that your son is going to be hitting the track? I got to imagine Uncle Kurt, grand, grandparents, everybody's going to be excited about this. Yeah, no, this is going to be the biggest track he's ever been on so far. It's, yeah. it's a big 3-8 mile, and for Bandoleros, they they haul the mail around there. They're going pretty <laughs> quick. So um, fortunately, we're going to get some a few laps in on Friday, kind of get his feet wet a little bit, get him up to speed, hopefully, and then uh, he'll be ready to go on Saturday. You know, it's funny, you guys uh, posted a video with Brexton where he was running the Bandolero, I guess down in Florida here recently. Yeah. I love the fact that he's coming off turn four, going to the checkers. He got clipped, got the car up sideways, came down. The first thing he said when the safety guy did, I win the race. I'm like, that's that's Kyle Busch right there. Yeah, no, it, it certainly was. <laughs> that's, a, that's the greatness of unscripted, right? You know, yeah. that was uh, that was really special. And then did I win? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> OK. You know, I, I, he, he probably would have been like, oh, my arm's broken. It hurts if he didn't win or something like that. But no, it was all good. Uh, all right, man. Congratulations. Big win. Congratulations on the record with the Bush brothers. You guys, when you think about it, the Allisons, the Levantes, the Flocks, the Waltrips, you guys have bested them all now. Congratulations. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you, Jason. Coming up, we'll take a look at sports betting's impact on NASCAR. And later, Kurt Busch will stop by. Sir, are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, it did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. The influence of sports betting continues to grow in American sports, and interest in betting on NASCAR is included. With the NASCAR world heading to Las Vegas this weekend, we thought this would be the perfect time to go in-depth on the relationship with sports betting and NASCAR. Our Tim Catalfamo takes us through. In 2023, you can't get far without seeing or hearing something pertaining to the world of sports betting. Whether it's an ad on television or radio, seeing or hearing the odds being broken down on the broadcast of a big sporting event has quickly become part of the everyday vernacular in all sports. NASCAR is no different. We've seen sports books as primary sponsors for drivers like Bubba Wallace and Kyle Busch. There is even a casino and sports book overlooking the exit of Turn 2 at Kansas Speedway. Just just how big can the gambling scene become in motorsports, you ask? The drivers all have their own takes. Austin Dillon says he continues to hear about it at the racetrack and always takes a sense of pride when a fan lets him know he put a little bit of a wager on the number three team. Oh, it's huge. I mean, uh, sports betting is, you know, everybody wants to be a part of it and, and have the shot to, to win some money. So it's a, a big part of sports in general. And uh, I'm, I'm excited to see where it goes when it comes to NASCAR. I love hearing people put, say, hey, I got you in your lineup up this week uh so it's a, a often um statement uh, at most of the racetracks christopher bell thinks the opportunity is huge for nascar and believes as mobile sports wagering continues to be legalized in more states fans will become more invested in the on-track action yeah i mean i think it's we're missing out on a really big opportunity there i know a lot of my friends you know, would love to bet on even football games or basketball games, but they can't in North Carolina. Um, so I think that there's a huge opportunity there, and it just makes fans way more involved in the sport. 
like you know even for me if i play fantasy football or whatever it is it makes me way more involved and you know i'm more likely to tune in more likely to watch and if you have the opportunity to bet on drivers i'm I know that it would, you know, generate a lot of interest. Joey Logano agrees with Christopher Bell's sentiment that betting can become an even bigger deal in NASCAR and not just make current fans more invested, but also bring in new fans. When you have betting or fantasy sports, it gives people more reason. They're invested into what's going on, right? Like they they care a lot more uh, when you got a little, you know, cash on the line. Uh, You naturally do that, right? And and you've seen that work really well for the NFL. over, over years, right, where you may not typically watch the game because it's not your team playing, and, and you may not care about what's going on there, but when you have your fantasy guy in there or you have a bet going on in that game, well, all of a sudden you really care about that game. Uh, so I think it's the same way in racing that probably even more ways can be applied. Betting on the race winner isn't the only thing that is becoming available for fans. For example, fans can bet on head-to-head matchups between certain drivers, and one sportsbook even offered a bet a driver named Kyle would win this past weekend in Fontana. Kyle Busch equates the number of options that are available to the plethora of prop bets, which always surround football's biggest game. I think sports betting is a big deal for our sport. I think it's gotten a lot bigger over the years, especially with, you know, now the, the it's not necessarily just a bet on who's going to win the race or a bet on who's going to win the championship for the season. It's a bet on who can beat who during a race or how many caution flags in a race or whatever it might be. You know, it's kind of like Super Bowl betting when I remember years ago of like how long is the national anthem going to be like an over under, you know, so sports betting for NASCAR has certainly gotten uh, big over the years, and it's very uh, intriguing for a lot of those that uh, are good on the gambling front of being able to, to win money and um, more power to them. The driver who might be the most bullish on the future of sports betting and what it could do for motorsports as a whole is Kyle Larson. The Elk Grove, California driver isn't focused on the highest level, however, as Larson would love to see what gambling could do for grassroots racing. I think it is huge. Um, I think it's helped grow all different types of sports. And I think for the younger generation, I think it's it's gotten more, more younger kids involved in other sports that they probably typically don't really or weren't a fan of before. And NASCAR would be one of those. So I would love to see it continue to get bigger and bigger. And honestly, if it could reach into even the grassroots stuff, I think would be, would be huge because that's where... That's where you really introduce the fan, you know, to go to their local racetrack and go gamble. Um, so I think uh, I think if you can, if you can introduce it on the grassroots side, it's gonna it's gonna pour into the NASCAR world. So whether you are an experienced better or a novice, one thing is clear: sports betting will continue to get bigger. And with the sport heading to the gambling capital of the world this weekend in Las Vegas, NASCAR will once again be at the center of the sports wagering conversation. Thank you, Tim. Coming up, Kurt Busch will join us here on the show as he's taken on a new life at 2311 Racing. And later, we gear up for the racing weekend in Las Vegas. NASCAR Coast to Coast is a show dedicated to spotlighting the short track community across the country. Offering a new show every Thursday on the Motor Racing Network's YouTube channel, this show has it covered. Hosted by Chris Wilner and myself, Kyle Rickey, NASCAR Coast to Coast offers insightful interviews and fun deep dives into the what, when, why, and hows of grassroots racing in America. This show serves the heart of racing from coast to coast. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. 
We continue on this week's NASCAR Live. The end of the 2022 season came with the news that Kurt Busch would be stepping away from full-time racing on the NASCAR Cup Series level. But while Kurt wouldn't be behind the wheel every weekend, that didn't mean that he would be disappearing. Kurt has adapted to a new life post-retirement at 2311 Racing, where he continues to have a presence at the track. Our Steve Post caught up with the elder Bush to see how he's adjusting to his new life in NASCAR. We always say the greeting, how are you? Um, how are you medically? How is the progress going? How are things, how's your recovery coming along? All is good. Uh, just that last little bit when my heart rate's elevated and I'm in race mode uh, from the workouts, uh, things are just still not quite 100%. So I'm still working through it with the physical therapy and smiling, having fun, but being at track and getting the season underway, that's the best medicine. I am sure it is. You mentioned being at track. What's your job been here with 2311? We've seen you be very, we've seen you be around all the time, but what, what, what's your role here with this team? Uh, it's just kind of an observation consultant role uh, to be another set of eyes and ears uh, to point out little things that could make big differences. Uh, but, you know, just working with all sides of the team, uh, engineering group, uh, wind tunnel stuff uh, with Toyota and TRD doing things there as well. And then with Monster Energy, uh, still brand ambassador with them and greeting a lot of our wholesalers and our customers still at the track and kind of getting Tyler transitioned in with the, the cool group there. You've always been very hands-on with your team. I know in talking with crew chiefs and crew members that have been on your team, they've always respected and liked that. Is it is this kind of a role you're you're enjoying? I know you prefer to be in the race car, but is it a role you're enjoying as you roll through this? Yeah, it's fun. Now, this is something where I would be in this same spot a year from now. Things just happened a little sooner. Uh, so it was things that I was putting together you know, for the, the plan of coming out of the car and still being involved with the team and with the sponsors. Uh, but there's some extra stuff that's starting to pop up. Uh, I actually won't be in Vegas for the NASCAR race. I'll miss it. It's my hometown, a lot of family and, and friends and fun. But I'll be in uh, Daytona for uh, Bike Week down there, uh, doing things with Monster, uh, Supercross, Flat Track, AMA, uh, and then I think World of Outlaws are down there as well. So having some fun with Monster on the side, but still doing some business. We run so hard in NASCAR. Our schedules are brutal. Uh, and I know you were factoring moving on, moving out of the driver's seat at, at some point. Do weekends like this coming up where you're going to something different, is, is it something that's kind of been on your bucket list to check some different things off for the days when you were not at the NASCAR track? Yeah, it's uh, putting together some races too, if that is a possibility later on. And yeah, it'll be different, but I'm sure I'll be glued to the TV. I have my team app where I can communicate with the engineers live at track and at the race shop. And so I'll be watching the race and tuned in and just trying to stay as connected as I can to help give some pointers. As a veteran driver, this team, a young team, uh, you know, Denny and Michael has put it together. How has the team kind of assessed the, the, the strengths and weaknesses and how the team is as we sit here at the beginning of this year? Yeah, I like the blend of youth and experience within our group. Um, all the new hires that we've had, you know, come come aboard, they have that, that that eagerness and that drive to to learn quickly, and that's the key thing. Is we know we have a lot of ground to cover, and we've got to do it quick. Uh, but to be a winning group last year uh, with our Kansas car, where I won, Bubba won, you know, put a car in the top ten in the playoffs. Those are huge boxes that we're checking, and that's the the trajectory that we want to keep digging on. One of the new elements this year is Tyler Reddick. What do you see in, in Tyler as a driver? I think he's a diamond in the rough. Uh, he's like a young Kyle Larson. Uh, he just goes. He has that racer, dirt racer mentality where he just goes 100%. And we have to fine-tune little things here or there. Uh, but, you know, Billy's a smart crew chief. Uh, Booty Barker and Bubba, there's, there's a really good group of guys to all bounce ideas off of. And uh, I'm just here to sprinkle in a little salt and pepper. 
one of the reasons we wanted to talk to you this week was to talk about Las Vegas. You've already shared you're not going out there, but race fans going to Las Vegas this weekend. What are a couple things they need to look for? What are a couple things they need to keep in mind as they go to your home city? Yeah, it's a fun place, uh, you know, with all the, the partying going on in the outfield area behind the track. And then, of course, the strip and all the uh, excitement down on the boulevard. But track-wise, uh, I think the, the racing groove is going to fan out and be all the way up by the wall, especially three and four. Um, and then with the weather, it, it just depends. You know, if it's a, it's a cool day, you'll have some fast speeds. If, if the sun's out and beating down on the track, it won't be as warm as, like, the, the playoff race. But the place will get slick pretty quick off turn four. Finally, do you want to ask about your little brother as well? A new situation for him over at Richard Childers Racing. Kind of assess him pairing up with Richard Childers and, and just what you see uh, from afar from his operation. Yeah, it's a good fit. I, I, I like what he chose to go and do with this second part of his, his career and uh, maybe third part because he was at Hendrick early on. <laughs> uh, but the way that he's got that drive to do something new and different and to be a leader over there, uh, he need, he needed that. And that's the same thing he's doing with Brexton's racing. Uh, my little nephew is on the gas and they're traveling and going a bunch of places. And Kyle's doing a great job managing that as well. Thank you, Steve. Coming up, we'll preview the racing weekend ahead at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. The West Coast Swing rolls on to Sin City this weekend as all three series will race at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway. You'll have the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series, the NASCAR Xfinity Series, and the NASCAR Cup Series. So how are the drivers feeling ahead of their trip to the desert? Our Kyle Ricky is here to tell you. The West Coast Swing continues this weekend in NASCAR's top series as the teams make the short jog over to the Las Vegas Motor Speedway. The first two winners have been a bit of a surprise. It started when 33-1 long shot Ricky Stenhouse Jr. won the Daytona 500 and continued at Fontana when Kyle Busch won in just his second race for Richard Childress Racing. It would seem like both of these drivers are locked into the playoffs with their early wins, but are taking different approaches to continuing their momentum. For Bush, he says how he continues this momentum is to be determined, but he wants to continue to strike while the iron is hot. I would say that we need to continue on and, and pour the gas on the fire right now and, and go out there and continue to, to get wins and have fast cars and, and run up front. So, you know, we got to want to get those playoff points. Playoff points is a big deal for at the end of the year. I've won a couple championships having a lot of playoff points. And uh, the couple of years that I haven't had a lot of playoff points, I haven't made it very far. So, you know, I, I know what's important. So hopefully we can get some more of that. Stenhouse backed up his win with a 12th place finish at Auto Club Speedway. And while the early victory certainly raised expectations for the 47 team, but he explains keeping expectations realistic each week and getting the most out of this car are how the team continues to improve. Setting our, our realistic expectations each week. If we're if we feel like 15th is uh, where we need to be that given week, then that's where I'm going to try and get the car to, and and not try and get it to 10th or 5th uh, like I like I tend to do. So, um, you know, that's something that we're going to be super focused on this year of you know finishing races. Uh, you know, Mike brought 
brought up this offseason, the Nationwide Series, when we had fast race cars. In 2011, uh, we finished, I think, 98.9% of the laps. In 2012, I think we finished 98.2% of the laps. The only laps we didn't finish were crashes at super speedways. We know that we can we can do that together as a race team, and, and we're looking forward to showing everybody that. The last time the Cup Series raced in Las Vegas, Joey Logano won to secure his spot in the championship four. But the race might be more remembered for an early race incident between Bubba Wallace and Kyle Larson. Wallace was ultimately suspended one race for intentionally wrecking the 2021 series champion. With the situation a few months in the rearview mirror, Wallace looks back on it as a learning experience. Uh, Vegas, yeah. Vegas, you know, overstepped boundaries, but, you know, that's still both of us just not showing enough respect to one another. Uh, and, we, and we learned a lot about that, you know, even in our phone conversation. And um, But, yeah, I think you look at Vegas. Vegas was definitely a learning curve for, for myself and, and how to handle those situations and just understand that the moment that you're in, it ain't over yet. Both Wallace and new teammate Tyler Reddick are looking to turn their season around in Vegas after accidents and mechanical failures plague the third-year team. Reddick says this weekend is an important one because so much of what makes a good car at Vegas applies to the rest of the intermediate tracks on the schedule. Um, then you look at a place like Vegas, um, you know, that's kind of what the bread and butter mile and a half um, is. You know, what you make work at Vegas, you can kind of apply similarities to Charlotte, Kansas. Um, so, you know, there's a number of tracks that, you, that you're, you can compare to there that it's important to run good at. The Pennzoil 400 isn't the only race this weekend that will have major star power. Bush will be a busy man as he'll pull triple duty in his hometown. This includes his return to the NASCAR Xfinity Series after initially saying he was retiring from competing in that series after scoring his 102nd win two years ago. Bush says the genesis for his return started in his conversations with Colleg Racing to drive for their cup team. Actually, it was just the relationship that I grew over the, the time in which I was talking to the other teams and things like that through last year. Uh, talking with Chris Rice and Matt Colleg, especially, uh, the relationship that, that we've developed and, and the communication and things that we had over that time frame, you know, when it came down to decision time and I had to let everybody know who wasn't the choice for going cup racing with you know I, I told them at that time though that I would still love to drive for him and have a chance to be able to go race his cars uh, it just wouldn't be on Sunday and so uh, they were gracious enough to allow me to run their Xfinity program and love to go over there and, and help those guys out and um, you know I feel like they're really 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 close on right on the brink of being the force to be reckoned with in the Xfinity series and I'd love to help carry that uh, that torch to the next level. Bush won't be the only busy driver this weekend, as his former driver, John Hunter Nemechek, will be pulling double duty, competing in both the trucks and Xfinity races. After winning Sunday night in Southern California, Nemechek was already relishing the opportunity to compete against one of the very best to sit in the driver's seat. Having Kyle as a mentor has helped me a lot. What's cool is he drove for my dad when he was around my age as well back in the day. So um, it's kind of crazy how it's come full circle. I feel like with myself staying in the Toyota camp and, and him swapping, I don't know if there's a rivalry there or not, right? I, I definitely want to go and try and win both races next week. Um, and I know that he's going to be in both as well. So he's beat me and I've beat him before. I, I think it comes down to team, truck, and 
execution. Um, but he's on his A game right now, and I feel like I am too. The cliche, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, will not apply this weekend as the results of a triple-header weekend of racing will be sure to have implications in the season-long championship for the Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series. That Las Vegas preview is brought to you by Whelan Engineering. Whelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, has been manufacturing in America for over 70 years. We never left. And we're here to stay. Coming up, we'll put a bow on this week's show by revisiting the finish of the 1999 Las Vegas 400. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Checkered flag is about to fly on another edition of NASCAR Live. Before we pack up and head out west for the weekend, let's revisit the closing laps of the 1999 Las Vegas 400. Jeff Burton still has the lead, and they are going to come up on a lapped automobile. That will be Rich Bickle. They'll do that probably around the start. You mentioned Jeremy Mayfield hitting pit road a couple of laps ago. A tire change in the Mobile One machine, and he heads back off onto the speedway. Though will fall out of the top five, now well back down toward 20th place. Seven laps to go for the leaders. Front two worked their way around Rich Bickle's car, coming through turns one and two. Off the corner, Jeff Burton still has the spot, but Ward begins to tighten up a little bit on his brother. Nice run off of turn two for Ward Burton, and he cuts it down to about half a car length. Now Jeff Burton is using more racetrack than Ward Burton is, and he does it again. Jeff Burton really slides high through turns three and four. Ward Burton gets a good look down to the inside. A little bit earlier today, we watched Jeff Burton get a little wide coming off that corner a time or two, and guys made a good run on him. That might happen here as the laps wind down and the tires heat up a little bit because he is really pushing it just about as hard as you can push a car. Six laps to go. They're back in two. Ward able to cut the car down a little bit lower in the corner when he comes through turns one and two. Not this time, however. There is a slower car occupying the inside lane. He falls back in line, a car length behind Jeff. Top two cars get around Stanton Barrett, and Jeff Burton is having a problem keeping it down to the bottom of turns three and four unless he backs out of the speed. Here comes Ward Burton in second. Two car lengths separate the top two cars. Five to go as they come to the stripe. Mark Martin a little bit off the pace. A couple of cars just went by him the last lap by. He's now the last one on the lead lap in 10th position as the leaders head back to one. Ward has dropped back a little bit from Jeff. He was right up on his rear deck two laps ago. Now marking it maybe three car lengths between the front two. Jeff Gordon falls back even more. He's a good 10 car lengths behind Ward Burton. Well, unless something goes wrong, this could be Jeff Burton's race. The gap now is three car lengths. Ward Burton trying hard from the second spot. Jeff Gordon riding along in third. Mike Skinner still fourth. Jeff Burton has had almost a flawless day here. He has led a great portion of the Las Vegas 400 this afternoon. Right now as the laps wind down, there'll be four to go. He looks in the mirror and he sees his brother fading back just a little bit, although he is still very much in striking distance, about five car lengths behind him. That's where they work through turns one and two. Both cars using the inside lane this time. Jeff continues to stretch out his lead over Ward Burton. Here comes Jeff Burton mashing the gas down the back stretch. He'll have to get around Elliot Sadler. This might be a break for Ward Burton. We'll see how tough Elliot Sadler makes it. Now he pulls over to the left, and Jeff Burton will get around him. Now extends the lead to about six car lengths. He led 228 laps a week ago at Rockingham, got behind in the final pit stop, never could get back to the front, wound up finishing in the uh, fourth position. Very disappointing effort there a couple of weeks ago. Now with three laps left, he's got things well in hand here in Vegas in turn two. Working his way up off turn number two on to the back straight away. You remember that big lead he had earlier today? He's building another one as he heads down to turn three. Joe Nemechek will be the next victim for Jeff Burton, now opening up to about seven.
seven, maybe eight car lengths. Ward Burton all by himself in second. Jeff Gordon in third, still towing the lapped automobile of Dale Jarrett. Mike Skinner had a close call over in turn number two. That old car kind of kicked sideways. He did a lot of wheel twisting there to get it back in a straight line. Manages to salvage it and not get it into the wall as the laps wind down. Two to go for the front two. Let's follow him back to turn one. Jeff Burton now makes his way off turn number two, getting by the car of Joe Nemechek, and that machine now separates brother from brother. Jeff up front, Ward riding in the second spot. Jeff Burton has to make a little bit of a decision here. He's going to cap some lap traffic. Should he try to blow by him before the lap goes down? Oh, Jeff Burton seems to be slowing down just a bit. Now he's back on the throttle. He doesn't know whether to pass these guys now and allow Ward Burton to catch up. He's got to make a decision here with only one lap left. Down to the line, white flag for Jeff Burton. He has an advantage now, maybe 10 car lengths over his brother Ward as they go back to one. Ward doing all he can to stay up with Jeff, but no doing. He's about 12 car lengths behind him. Jeff makes his way up off turn number two for the final time. He set sail down the back straight away with his brother riding behind him in second. Jeff Burton down the back straight. Everybody on their feet through turns three and four. Ward Burton just not close enough to mount a challenge. It'll be Jeff Burton taking the X-side batteries forward down low. He's looking for the checkered flag. Down to the start-finish line for his sixth NASCAR Winston Cup Series win. Jeff Burton takes the Las Vegas 400. After a stirring four-lap side-by-side duel with his brother Ward, he comes out on top and scores his first win of the 99 season. That flashback is brought to you by Mahindra. Race fans, don't forget to cheer for Chase Briscoe in the Mahindra Tractors number 14 car and race into your local dealer for big savings on Mahindra, the official tractor of Tough. You can hear that race in its entirety right now on MRN.com or by subscribing to MRN Classic Races wherever you listen to podcasts. We'd like to thank the Bushes for stopping by, both Kurt and Kyle, and for the rest of the MRN crew, I'm Mike Bagley. We thank you for being with us as well. We'll chat with you for another edition of NASCAR Live Wide Open coming up Thursday and right here on NASCAR Live next Tuesday night at 7 p.m. in the East. Until then, so long, everybody. NASCAR Live is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina and was brought to you by Toyota. For the latest Toyota racing information, visit toyotaracing.com. Today's broadcast was produced by Trey Downing, Pat Jaggers, and Julian Council. The executive producer for MRN is Ryan Horn. Remember to visit MRN.com for all of the latest news and information. NASCAR Live is produced under an exclusive license with NASCAR. Any use of the accounts and descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Coast to Coast is a show dedicated to spotlighting the short track community across the country. Offering a new show every Thursday on the Motor Racing Network's YouTube channel, this show has it covered. Hosted by Chris Wilner and myself, Kyle Rickey, NASCAR Coast to Coast offers insightful interviews and fun deep dives into the what, when, why, and hows of grassroots racing in America. This show serves the heart of racing from coast to coast.